welcome to another episode of The Function Room, the podcast that looks at the numbers and the mathematics that rule and change and influence and do all sorts to our world. I'm Colm O'Regan. This time on The Function Room, it's my guide to making people think that you're a great parent while someone else does the hard work. Eight, twenty-eight and twenty-seven discovering who they are. And who are they? Um, 28 is able to make loads and loads of different shapes. Oh, yeah. And 27 is a cube. What? That's Ruby talking about her favourite cartoon. It's Number Blocks, the BAFTA-winning animated CBeebies TV show for children aged 3 to 6 to get them interested in mathematics in an accessible way. Ruby and Lily love it. They request it. They watch the same programmes over and over. And they're not geniuses. Well, obviously they are, but it's not considered classy to say your children are geniuses, even though they are. We're not tiger parents, definitely, so far. It's, it's just this show. And millions of children around the world, and I'm sure a few hundred thousand students who watch it in a kind of a cult hit kind of way, they watch numbers 1 to 20, all of these different personalities, and they're hooked on it. They sing the songs... They get invested in the stories. There is another number of blocks that um, I'm really interested in. Two is wondering what if two was the first number block. And then when two fell from the sky, there was only even numbers because it was raining twos. So what is it about it? Well, the songs are catchy, the animation is great, the stories work. But what is it that makes the sums add up? I wanted to find out why, so I talked to Debbie Morgan. She is the primary director at the National Centre for Excellence and Teaching Mathematics in the UK, but also... My role for for this podcast is is really about my number block role, which is a side role, but one that's very important to me. Um, And so I'm the maths consultant. I have been the maths consultant since the very inception of the number blocks um, programme. And I work on all of the um, all of the episodes. So how does it work? What does a maths consultant do on a children's TV show? Okay, so I must admit, when I was first contacted um, by by Joe Elliott, who's the creator of the program, um, I was a little bit skeptical. I think I think most teachers are skeptical of 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 children's TV programmes that purport to be educational. They, they just look at them and just say, oh, they've got that wrong and they've got that wrong. So <laughs> I, was a, I was a little bit sceptical, but I went along um, to meet Joe. And, um, and what I was impressed by straight away, he'd brought along some um, manipulatives, some objects, um, such as little coloured rods that are often used in schools, some um, Numicon little plates and bricks and stuff. Um, with him so he was all prepared um, for this for this meeting and I I quickly realized that they were very serious about getting the maths right in the program and even at that at that initial interview stage we were together thinking about the characters and, and and how they might be built and how we might draw out the mathematics and I got a real sense of that they wanted to start from the mathematics not just create a story and just integrate some maths into it but the maths will be the leading drive for that. So, so basically, I've been there from the from the beginning, um, and and I 
um, have a, an, an influence at every stage, initially deciding what, what a focus for an, an episode will be, um, and then um, looking at it, th th those ideas then um, uh, go out to um, uh, story writers, they try and write a story around there, or, or songs often come in uh, to the program, and then it goes through a very rigorous process of having the initial ideas and, and just commenting on those initial ideas of what will happen in, in the episode to then writing a script. The script comes to me and we, we then consider whether it, whether the language is right, whether it's right to say that then, or it would be better to move this here. And then the script goes through a few, a few iterations and then we get to first animation, which is kind of like a storyboard at that point. Um, and we see how it's working. It's really important about how the characters um, operate and the and the movement and where they're spaced because that impacts on how children are seeing the the mathematics. That the mathematics is really clear uh, to children. And and then the animation stage goes through several iterations, and I comment on each stage um, and where to until we finally get to the the final version and we're all we're all happy so it's so it's a fascinating process and and I don't know if all companies work like that but but blue blue zoo animation certainly do so this very rigorous process that they that they go through that down to the minute detail is really interesting the end result is number blocks which has been yes. a huge hit and it's very popular here in this house why is it different to other programs that say, hey, let's make maths fun? Because that is probably often the most hollow sentence mm. in education is, hey, kids, maths is cool. Maths is fun. And then it, there's either no maths or it's not fun. <laughs> but yes. for some reason, number blocks, we don't tell them to watch it. Like we're in the car on the way home and you know, the the carrot for good behavior is we can have a cartoon. What cartoon do you want? Number blocks. You know, there's no there's no argument. Why is number blocks different? I think it's different because the the characters actually are the maths. And when young children watch a program, they invest in the characters. Um, and and in terms of number blocks, it the characters are the maths. So they are investing in the maths. Um, and I mean, I was a little bit worried about this at first in terms of how we use them. So the characters are the maths. They operate like um, maths would, like numbers would. And so so you can have um, five walking along and suddenly for some reason, five splits into two and three. And I thought, gosh, the children are going to wonder what's happened to five. Where's five? <laughs> um, yeah. But actually, they seem to accept it. Of course, that's how numbers work. Yeah. And, and equally, two and three walking along and two jumps on top of three and five appears. Oh, well, you know, where's two and three? I was enjoying them, that they accept that actually, of course, inside five is two and three. That's how numbers work. They partition and combine. So that's a really strong structure that which we use in the in the um, in the storylines. Um, and so I, I think I, and, and I think that's what develops a fascination and an interest in maths for children. Um, 16, 25, um, 4. That's right, isn't it? And we're hungry with a square number. Is 12 a square number? Yes. Okay. Or is it a rectangular number? Is it a rectangular number and it's a square number? Is it a square number as well? Okay. We don't pick stand 
dandelions because because bees love them. You don't pick dandelions because bees love them. Yeah. That's true. For example, I was I was fascinated by your your um, little girl who, who I know is only three, and 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 she was she was talking about square numbers, um, and and you know and that's replicated all you know right across the world. I think children have really got into square numbers. We wouldn't normally teach children square numbers um, at at that age, but because they can see. Um, and I think the C is important. They can see yeah. the structure of the mass. Not only do they know that four is a square number, but they understand it's a square number. They can see, they can explain to you um, why it's a, a square number. And they just get fascinated in that. Are there any more square numbers? Let's find out. Let's investigate and find out what the square numbers are. These are really interesting. So we've really drawn on that, what we'll call it as that that structural underpinning of mathematics of being able to see it and being able to expose the structures within within the mathematics which show how the mathematics works um, and you know and, and why four and 16 are square numbers but why 12 isn't a square number I was interested that she said square, 12 was a square number but that's not a problem yeah. because actually you can give her 12 bricks when she gets home and she can she can try making a square number for herself and she'll suddenly go oh it's not a square number and that is so powerful in their in their learning when they are picking up and understanding these properties of number and how numbers work. It provides a really good foundation um, for later learning. I, I had to restrain myself from correcting her because it's such an impulse. Yes. Um, the, the the dichotomy of right yes. and wrong. It what was interesting is that it was just so relaxed the conversation yes. mm-hmm. about those numbers and. I don't ever remember, or maybe it's way back in the distant past, being shown blocks that show that numbers are square. I would have seen an empty square with a number on the side, three and three. That might be, oh, there's an end, there's an, a means to an end here. We're measuring the area of this square and there's a number down one side, a number down the other. And you multiply, which I'm familiar with from doing the yeah. times tables. And there's the square. But nobody said there are nine squares here. So you talk about children being invested. I'm bloody well invested yeah, in these yeah. numbers. I mean, it was interesting. You were talking about like five splitting into two and three and where do those characters go? That's a fundamental question about the nature of yes. being, isn't it? Like being there's, some, it is. there's some serious philosophy there. It's there like, is, yes. But it's that fearlessness yes. in, in for the children to say, just dive into this, um, like thir- unlucky number 13. Like it's a song about 13, but you're just aware that uh, this number is uh, is a character. Does it touch on number theory and the in, the amazing properties of pure numbers and the yes. weird patterns and all that? The notion of giving numbers characters and personalities, while it's obviously fun, does it speak to something fundamental as well about the nature of numbers? Like, and obviously the children don't get into that, but is that in the yes. back of your mind when you're looking at it, when yes. you were looking at the squares as a mathematician? Yes. It, and, and looking is. at these patterns. Yes. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And and actually, that's the way children need to think about math. What we are laying down um, in the in the early stages of mathematics is fundamental to what will happen later. The way they look at mathematics, becoming mathematically observant, looking for those relationships and those properties and thinking about why this number has a property and this number doesn't have a property. 
So it's it's that you know you you alluded to earlier that you were you were initially taught maths as, as sets of rules. You just did this and then you got the answer. Whereas children are understanding why those rules come from because of the fundamental structure of number. Um, and and so you are laying down those those rules at an earlier stage. And it's it's not that maths gets harder as we move through. If we've got a really good foundation, then we can connect to that foundation. So, for example, the the work that, you know, around um, just basic um, um, arithmetic, you know, we have things in the program um, like three plus two is equal to one plus four. We've deliberately inserted equations like that. Well, when you get to algebra, you, you use that balancing of equations in order to solve um, you know, um, missing, missing, missing variables um, within that. So, um, so I think we're laying down the, the, those basic foundations that will actually impact on on all math that comes um, later. And if you've got that structure and you understand how math works, then you can just apply that um, at, to the to larger and more complex numbers as you progress through the curriculum. And the math becomes much easier to learn because it's connected. Um, through those structures. Children are watching it and loving it. Um, Parents, people like me, parents of two small children who are obviously convinced my children are, you know, world changers and geniuses and all that. So with Ruby, the five-year-old, we're drawing boxes in a boxy copy and, you know, having great fun doing the multiplying by just putting up the rows of boxes. But then I was tempted to introduce like the operators and three plus two equals five and it felt like I was spoiling things yeah. by bringing where I'm coming from because like oh let's oh you're, you're doing so well Ruby let's uh let's go yeah. further and some of it is like almost vicariously saying it looks like you like maths um and I would have struggled you're going to be different so let's go for it but do we have to restrain ourselves as parents yes I think we do because we are in danger of suddenly turning children off maths they're enjoying exploring these relationships and actually it, the, that that relationship is the math. The writing the equation three plus two equals five is is just a representation yeah. of that mathematical um, relationship. So it's much more important to focus on that on that relationship within number blocks. We we never actually say this is how you write two plus three equals five. We have it there in the background and we animate it that children understand so that when children are ready for it, they will pick up on that. But we never, never direct them. You've got to write it in this particular way. It's just there for, for when they are when they are ready, when they are ready for it. And they are better to focus on the relationships that underpin those equations. Those equations are just an abstract representation of something. And actually, that will enable them to be better. So, so we, we have learned that it's better to slow down and do things really well and that ultimately children will achieve more. Um, it used to be thought that actually let's do lots really early and children will achieve more. But we've now realised that actually it's better to do, to do less, but to do it really well and to build really good foundations. Because what teachers are often finding is that because we move too quickly through the curriculum, that actually teachers are just repeating. They just keep teaching the same yeah. thing. Yes, they did learn it in the year group before, but they haven't quite got it yet. So we're going to teach it again. And so we're actually wasting time rather than making good use of our time. 
Um, so I would be led so as a parent. I would I would say just be led by your child. Give them some paper and pens, and if they want to write things down and represent it in their own way, um, that's absolutely fine. But we shouldn't be pushing them into something yeah. formal when actually they may not be quite ready for that. They need to understand what underpins that before we go into that. And I suppose even ask ourselves. Who are we doing this for? Is it actually yeah. really for me? Yes. <laughs> that I'm, yeah. you know, am I getting a kick out of something? Uh, what have you learned from working on the show? Working on the show, um, yeah, I've learned, I've learned lots of things. Really, I mean, it's been fascinating to be involved in in TV production, um, which I've, I've never been involved before. But I think, I think, I think mainly what I've learned is the, is the power. Um, I mean, I, I anticipated that this might be the case, but actually, I mean, I'm delighted with the quality of what we've got and very proud of that quality, you know, and it's a real quality team um, that work work along alongside that. Um, but uh, but I'm but I think what I'm really learned is actually how how much children can engage in mathematics and what they pick up and and their motivation and enjoyment. You know, I regularly get pictures from children. Um, I, we hadn't hadn't really thought about this element of it, but of course the number blocks are very easy to draw. Yeah, the children are able to represent them on paper, and I thought, oh, wasn't that a good idea that we had something that was really easy to draw? Yeah, so they're able to express themselves and their understanding of the mathematics in their own recordings. You know, they're much better to draw number block characters probably than they are to write an equation at that stage of, yeah. of their of their of their of their learning. So, um, so, 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 yes, I've, I think I've learned, I've learned lots of things and I've learned, um, yeah, that actually what I wanted was children to see this underlying mathematical structure and they can see that and become inquisitive um, about that. And it's just delightful um, to see that really um, from there. When we were chatting before this, uh, Debbie, you were talking about, I used a word I hadn't seen before, uh, Subitizing. What is that? So subitizing is is recognizing a number without counting. And we are inborn with this ability. Babies can recognize whether one number is larger than one quantity is larger than another. Um, and 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 three-year-olds can recognize um, three objects and, and tell you it's three without counting. Um, and and that and the research shows that actually um, that that developing that ability um, is 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 very supportive to children's progression um, in mathematics. The average adult can can subitize um, up to seven, um, small children probably up to five. Um, but, but but in the past, I think we've we've knocked it out of them. We, when when they come into school and they say to you that's three, that will say, "Are you sure? Have you counted?" So okay. they think they have to count everything. Right. But actually, as early as we can is to you know obviously need to learn to count, but to to stop them to stop them counting and instead be be able to to recognise three and then to be able to say, "Well, three and two is five because they can see those three and two and they can bring those together. Is it will make them much better math, uh, mathematicians and, and support them going forward. One of the key characteristics of children who are failing in early secondary is that the only strategy for calculating is to count. Um, and so moving them away from counting and using subitizing as a way um, to do that is, is a very powerful way. And I think the number block supports subitizing in that children see the character three 
Um, and they don't start counting one, two, three, or there's yeah. three. They're just instantly seeing three. And hand, and that handy numbering that's ahead, they're associating that abstract symbol then uh, with the number the number three. So, so number blocks does very much support that subitizing, which we know. And interesting, in the um, there's a new curriculum for um, um, early years children that's just becoming statutory this September um, in England, and 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 within that, subitizing is explicitly featured as an outcome uh, for children because it's recognised that it will really support their progress. So that is probably going to be a new word, certainly a new word for me, but a new word right. for lots of people, I presume. Yes, 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 in, indeed. Yes, I, I think teachers have, be, have been prior to that beginning to get their head around. But because it's a statutory part of the curriculum now, they'll be very interested, particularly in, in how to develop it um, with young children and how to use it. Um, for example, you know, a child, a child I, I watched a little video of a child who'd who'd had a little frame of five spaces, had put five um, counters in those spaces. And and you might expect the video for her to then be going one, two, three, four, five, but she wasn't. She was putting two fingers on two of them and going two, two, one, two, two, one, and just recognizing in developing that ability to recognize two and then obviously building that. Um, And that was a nursery age child. And I mean, like that's, even something you'd use as an adult, just judging amounts yes. from a yes. distance, you know, how many sweets are there in the jar, yes. you know, like there's, yes. uh, not, and not even for a competition, just worried if there's not enough sweets for yourself. But it's, it's that, it's that meant, even that mental arithmetic of, yes, you know, how far is it from here to there? How many, you know, how many things are in the, are in the box for all sorts of reasons, yes. even just giving us that idea of, scale and is it one or is it 10 well which is it closer to that feels right to me anyway that it that we shouldn't lose the ability to just tell at a glance how many things are there yeah One of the uh, hit songs from the show, certainly in this house, is the one about 100. Uh, did you have any <laughs> did you have any uh, part to play in the lyrics of 100? I mean, I just love that it's so ebullient and you have this 100 singing. I'm big. I'm tremendous. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just so much crack, so much fun. It it is so much fun. I think what is very clever about the about the team that work on number blocks, and we have a particular writer who writes the songs. So, so you know, I'm involved in giving him the the ideas along with with others in the team of what we want to be in the song, and he is just brilliant at putting that together. And yeah, and so so and so you know, there's, there's a bit there's a big diva element about being <laughs> so big and being tremendous, and and there's lot. I think there's lots. The team are very clever, I think. I think they're an experienced team, a very good team. I think they're very clever at integrating um, stuff for adults as well. Yeah. Certainly as an adult, it made me smile when I first saw the song. And I, you know, I, I, you know this diva aspect, this kind of parody yeah. of this of this big, you know, blockbuster singer 
um, belting it out. <laughs> of course, that's, that goes over ch- young children's heads. But, but for the adult, there's something to smile about and something to engage. You know, there's lots of things in the, in the episodes which, we, which are inserted to, to, to give interest to adults. Because if you get adults interested, then actually, you know, you get the children interested and vice versa, really, um, uh, with that. So, so that there, there is, and I believe Number Blocks has a sort of cult following um, amongst teenagers as well. <laughs> they kind of pick up on those on those interesting things. When we were chatting before this, uh, you mentioned that they think about, you know, regional accents, uh, context and personality. As a mathematician and an educator, does does a number have a personality for you? Like, does, is there something in that? Like as as well as making it memorable. So when you're thinking about what a number should look like, or you know, what how a prime number should behave, is there is there something else going on there, or is it just a, an animatory or entertainment expediency, if you know what I mean? When you're thinking about the personalities, no, we we, we do we do think about personalities, and and the interesting thing, and 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 we 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 do cultural research as well about how numbers, particular numbers, are used, such as lucky seven. You know, in lots of countries, seven is seen to be a lucky number, um, and so we've we've played on that, that, that that you know seven is often lucky, and then of course fourteen comes along, and so fourteen is double lucky. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why we gave gave him a skateboard so he could fall off his skateboard. But we're really lucky. Um, so we we do integrate that, which I think is is another because actually children are invested in characters, and you need to be able to give them some sort of character um, rather than being you know all the same and all bland. So so there's a lot of work gone into that. Thirteen, as you said, of being lucky, and oh, it keeps losing my my three. Um, and um, and that keeps falling off, and that's a bit of a gag. I think I really get invested in the characters. I, I love one, whose whose character is that she's she's sometimes a little bit nervous, yeah, but she's willing to give it a go. And I yeah. think that's about developing children's mindset. Yeah, you might be a bit scared of this, but give it a go, give it a try, and you'll be okay. So we we bring in those kind of. Um, underlying elements such as you know positive mindset around math that's really important uh, to the program because there is such neg- such negativity in our culture um, around math so and and we also bring I don't know whether you picked up um, but all the extra important numbers such as one um, such as 100 um, um, such as 10 um, and five, um, all those numbers, which are kind of real important staging posts in our number system, yeah. um, are female. <laughs> right. um, and we've deliberately made them female to try and buck this trend that, 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 that you know, is only boys who are good at maths. And so we, we try to, you know, um, try to address those, those, those stereotypes um, in it, uh, whether that's picked up on or not, I don't know. But we 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 do we do try to, you know, we feel we've got a moral purpose um, yeah. um, to do that um, within within the program and to make everybody feel that, that they can they can be successful at math. So there are those underlying themes um, as well in in which when we're writing storylines, we suddenly come oh it's an opportunity to develop a positive mindset or a have a go mindset, you know, those kind of things and. That is that actually, if we try, when we can be can be a bit better at it. So, so those things run through the program as well um, in it. And I suppose the 
you see the evidence of the the fact that it's a new way of doing things because even Sesame Street, which we all loved, um, and it it made used to do a great job of personifying letters. You know, so every episode would be brought to you by the number three and the letter W or whatever. But frequently, I, I, from what I remember, the letter would have the character. You know, the letter would be wandering around, you know, a, a W hiding from the police by turning itself upside down and becoming an M, you know. But as far as I can remember, the numbers were still uh, abstract. There were numbers in that, you know, the count, von Count counted them. But they didn't, I don't remember them having that, to use such a modern term, agency. <laughs> they, you know, the numbers weren't like in charge of their own destiny like the letters were. And it just, it seems to have taken so long that yes. people go, oh, why why can't a number? No, it could be experts on children's TV will, will, will no doubt correct me. But it's certainly the first I'm aware of where the yeah. numbers themselves are, have this personality. And yeah, maybe I, that's, I think, that's. Yeah a hallmark of how we're all in, we all have this inbuilt feeling that a number is, first of all, it's a number that's written down. It's a digit. Why would it have a personality? It's a number. There's that block there. Yeah. And I think there has been a culture whereby in schools, um, literacy has been more important than maths. You know, English has been more important than maths. English has been seen as the gateway uh, to success. Um, and in a and and typically, you know, in years gone by, in a in a reception class, you'd have a, a lovely kind of literacy area. But where's the maths area? You know, there, there's far more literacy opportunities to develop literacy than there is maths in there. I think that is that is definitely changing, and we've realised actually, uh, possibly it could be argued um, that even more so, maths is the gateway um, to success um, in life, and. Um, you know, I'm not saying literacy isn't, of course it is, but it it's it, and there's some interesting research actually that says that 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 on what children know going into formal schooling predicts their later achievement in maths and also predicts their later achievement in reading. So it has an impact on their reading as well as their maths, whereas what they know going into school around literacy impacts on their literacy, but not on their maths. And that's so that's very interesting uh, research of the importance of math. Um, and that's why number blocks is so important, because it's hitting the age group that actually it's really vital that they're picking up on maths and being interested and picking up some fundamental um, things around around maths, because it will impact significantly on their on their education as they as they move forward. So it's a very important stage um, of developing mathematics. So obviously you have a day job and this is a side project. Are you like uh, Debbie TV now to your colleagues and you, <laughs> you when, when, when you're having, you know, when you're doing your research and you're figuring out policy and what would be the content of the next educational materials for teachers and you're working through stuff and, and are, like you've got tons of uh, formal training, tons of experience and are, now, are you know like, well, when when I was in number blocks, what we found, and everybody's going, "Oh, Debbie, here goes Debbie <laughs> talking about the TV." But you know, does it kind of impact what you're going to do next? And in terms of the next messages you form for teachers, and uh, apart from it's totally okay to watch a half an hour of of number blocks uh, in terms of screen time, does it 
when you bring it back to your not your neck your full time job, what does is there an immediate change that you see in yourself and and your approach? I, I mean, I think I think the number blocks does marry with my approach, anyways. Um, and it, you know, I was very much looking at children understanding structure of maths, um, being able to see it visually, see it, focus on mathematical relationships, all all there. So I think I think the two the two come together. Um, for me certainly teachers and I talk to thousands of teachers you know probably on a weekly basis um, they they all like to know little little extra snippets about number blocks they're very interested in (laughs) so it has it has appealed um, to them and sometimes when I'm going to speak at a conference they will they will particularly say oh can you also say something about number blocks you know yeah and amongst something else about prioritizing the curriculum I'm going to speak about Um, and so 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 because they know that will attract teachers attention I think I think for me, I think what what's been happening in schools in classrooms, and because it's it's a really powerful resource. So obviously, I'm trying to raise standards in maths for, for all children across the country, and so I want to bring in anything that actually works, and it very much does dovetail with the work that I've been doing, anyways. Um, but I want I want to bring it in, and I think we we're at the state we've got to a stage where teachers love the program, and they would put them on during snack time just to entertain the children. You know, if it was wet play and they couldn't go out, they'd put the number block program on and they'd have their snack um, watching it. Um, and I wanted then to move them from, instead of just watching it and being entertaining, and yes, they'll pick something up, I wanted them to move it to integrating it into their curriculum. So they watch the right program at the right time in terms of children's progression through it. And that's my mission I'm on, yeah. on at the moment um, to do that. So it's a very useful resource. Has there been any criticism? Does anybody said anything negative about the show? It, very rarely. Occasionally we get something that sometimes there's a bit of, um, so there has been, I think, one instance actually, but there has been um, that actually when they're at school, we don't want to encourage screen time because they get enough screen time at home. So there has been a concern about screen time. But the the number blocks programs are only five minutes, yeah. Um, and then you and then to develop the mathematics from that, you know, for children to be motivated and to, for that to spark something that you can develop um, from that is is certainly worth the five minutes uh, screen time that you've that you've used um, with that. So so yeah. Um, so that's so that's one thing. One somebody said the other day that. Sometimes there's too much going on and there might be too much overload. And we keep checking overload. We keep looking at that. I mean, there's only one bit of mathematics for every program. We don't just grab every opportunity to focus on math, but there's one focus for every program. So there's only one bit of mathematics that we focus on and is repeated several times in various yeah. ways uh, throughout the episode. So that's how we cope with that. And and we, we we sometimes say okay it does feel a little bit heavy, but actually children will watch this more than once. Yeah, um, yeah. and they'll oh, pick absolutely. up different yeah. different things at different at different times. Um, such as your daughter Lily, I'm sure she didn't learn the learn the words to that song in one episode. She's enjoyed watching <laughs> no. it, yeah. and she's picked up those those words from it, which is great. I mean, that those that, that those words will stay with her, and I'm sure when she's in a classroom, you know, that yeah. down the line it will suddenly come back. It's in her long term memory. Oh yes, and one, and then ten, and then a hundred. You know, and she will yeah. then be exploring the relationships between those those those, those numbers. Uh, speaking of classrooms down the line, what would you do for six to nine or nine to twelve that doesn't infantilize or oversimplify? If you if you had 
time, money, and uh, people willing to take leaps of faith. What would what would you do for a six to nine year or further on in the same vein? Like, is it extendable, or is there something very specific about being three, four, five, and six that makes it quite a singular time in a child's life? Yeah, I, I think I think it is extendable, and certainly some of the episodes uh, teachers are using with older children. The um, the one that um, pa- that parodies um, a Star Wars episode, um, um, where whereby twelve keeps partitioning into into factors of twelve um, in order to to reach the block star and change the battery to save the world, um, and. Um, and so t- older teachers, uh, so teachers of older children sometimes use that to explore factors um, of numbers. And the children certainly don't complain about watching it. They absolutely, yeah. they absolutely love it and they can see the mathematics in it. So I think if we were producing something, then it, it would have to be in the same vein because the, the whole advantage of TV is the visual. So we, we'd have to, to play on the visual aspect of the of the mathematics um a colleague and friend the other day said to me she said oh debbie i've been thinking about the number blocks and and, and i think i could do an episode on quadratic equations <laughs> <laughs> and she said so if you ever want an episode on quadratic equations i'm your woman let me just jump in there a quadratic equation if you aren't familiar with it it's i'll do my best to explain it's an expression or a sentence in maths that describes the values, the numbers, that one variable, which is a quantity that could have any number of numbers, could have if it depends on the value of another number, another variable. If that variable is multiplied by itself, if it's then multiplied by another number and has a few bits added. So it's just a y equals x squared plus a few x plus a number. And it's used in lots of places. So, for example, the path of a rocket. So if a rocket is launched up into the sky, the quadratic equation would tell you how high up it is in the air, depending on how far it is along the ground. I mean, that's a simplified version. It just depends on how fast you launch it and gravity. But it ignores things like wind drag and other fluid mechanics, weird, wonderful stuff. But anyway, that's a quadratic equation. I think the important thing as children get older is that we we do move them from the um, concrete and the visual into the abstract. But the yeah. concrete and the visual is a mechanism for getting them to really understand that abstract, which makes them more fluent in their in their use of it. Debbie, we're nearly finished uh, with the episode, but seeing as you are, the mathematical consultant on number blocks, it would be remiss of me not to ask you, what's your favourite number? So my favourite number block is is um is one. And my reason my reason for number block being one, A, I like her character. She's got a you know a a, a try hard character. But but I think in um mathematically I like her as a number because she is the foundation of all other numbers. So inside every other number in number block num, number blocks, she is there. And there's a lovely episode that pulls that out 
um, called Stampolines, where they go to the Stampoline Park, they dip themselves in paint, they throw themselves at a wall, and they make patterns. And of course, five can change shape and make lots of patterns. One, even if she even if she stands on her head, she still can only make one square. Um, and then, but then the other number blocks remind her. Well, actually, you're inside all of us, so you can make any of us. So she then goes mad, put uh, throwing herself at the wall to make other numbers because one <laughs> is is inside every other number. So. I remember that well, and I'm going to rewatch it now as soon as we hang up. Uh, <laughs> such a lovely, such a lovely episode. Debbie Morgan, thank you so much for your time and for your work on Number Blocks. Best of luck with the rest of your TV career. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Carl. Nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. That's it from this episode of The Function Room. My name is Colm O'Regan and thank you so much for listening. You can find me at Colm O'Regan on Twitter. You can find the podcast at Function Room Pod on Twitter. Please like, subscribe, share among your people. Let me know if there's any topics you'd like me to discuss or find out more about. Nothing is off the table. Tables are on the table. Bye-bye. What do you like about number blocks? What well, this number block about three uh, juggling three balls and keeping three balls in the air and keep saying three and, and keep saying three keep saying piggies and that's my favourite one. The piggies? Um, yeah. She's not saying piggies. She's actually saying I'll juggle three balls in the air and everyone will cheer. Do you remember that, Lily? Mm-hmm. What's your favourite song? Um, mm, one is a part of me, and three is a part of me, and the whole of me is four. Now here's a different. Now here's a different way that's different from before. No, Daddy, it's actually. Here's another way that's different from before. Right. Two is a part of me, and two is a part of me, and the whole of me is four. What's your favourite song, Lily? Um, I'm three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember.